All right, welcome to Church on the Hill. We're so glad you're here. You are here for a reason. I'm here for a reason. You are here for a reason. It is because God is so good, and He wants to move in your life. And He is having mercy on you, and He is having grace. He is giving you grace. And I want to encourage you. We sang this morning about hope. As we were praying before we came out here, that's something that we have that the world does not have. We have hope. And not a worldly kind of hope. But we have godly hope. We have supernatural hope. So I want to, I want to just thank you, number one, for being here. But I also want to ask you to allow the Lord to speak to you this morning. God's got a word for you. He's got a word for you. We've been talking about connected. Getting connected. Number one, connecting to God. Number two, connecting to each other. Number three, connecting to family. I was literally going over this this morning and praying. And, um, you know, when you first get your cell phone or whatever you might get electronic, what's usually the first thing you do with it? After you goof off and jump up and down and run around the house. After that. You plug it in and you charge it. Typically. Oh, well, y'all are all saying, I don't know. Okay, go back to old school when you used to get a phone and it was dead. Now they, they come pre-charged. But back in the old school days, you used to have to charge it first. That was the hardest thing to do. You get this new phone and you're like, oh, I've got to wait eight hours to charge it. You know, the Lord has given us, given us instructions. He has given us His Word, His Spirit. But we have got to plug it in. We have got to apply it. So as, again, as I was praying, and we're going to a new topic today, connected to the body. If you remove the first three, we're in trouble. You've got to connect to God. Connect to God. Get in the Word. Start your work. Get your worship on. Ask for the Holy Spirit to fill you. Start with your relationship with Christ. Plug your phone in. You know, you're going to work about a day and then you're going to be out of power. Quentin came in and his battery was down to 5% on his phone. And, you know, good luck with that. You can barely turn it on with 5%. And we're running around here, here with less than 5% in our spirit. Plug in. Start. Start. Plug in. It will be life-changing. Connecting to God, connecting to each other, connecting to family. Okay. Connecting to the body. It says in Romans, Romans chapter 12, verse 4. Holy Spirit, I just ask you for just, a, as we prayed this morning, that your fire would just fall. Lord, whatever that you have in mind today, Lord, that your fire would fall. That, Lord, we would be impacted by you. We are here to be impacted by you. We are here to change our course. We are here to listen and to obey. We are here to respond according to your power, to your word. Holy Spirit, move in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Just as there are many parts to our bodies, so it is with Christ's body. We are all parts of it, and it takes every one of us to make it complete. For we each have different, have different work to do. So we belong to each other, and each of us needs all of the others. It's not a question. It's not an option. It is. This is the Word of God. 
This is what he says. He says that we are all parts of it. You are not here by chance. God has got you here for a reason. You are a piece. You are a part. You are a piece of the puzzle. Have you guys ever worked on a puzzle before? On a big one? 500,000 piece, 2,000 piece, whatever. A big one. And I'm telling you, it's hard work. You have to walk away from it many times. You have to just go and scream in the, someplace that no one can hear you and you know, then come back to it and look at it again. Look at it from a different angle. Go, get, go stand on the other side. Try turning the lights off. We've got, we've got a bad glare in ours, and I've got to turn the lights off to get a different look at it. I'm, maybe I'm weird, but I need a different look sometimes, a different perspective. And then all of a sudden, the pieces start going back together again. And have you ever worked on one of those really crazy hard puzzles and get to the end and you're missing a piece? You're laughing because it's not funny at all. It is so disappointing. It's like a killer. You're sitting there and you're looking at it and you've just accomplished it. But it's not finished. You can't finish. It's impossible to finish. You turn the seat cushions upside down, you scream at your kids, you run around the house, you yell at the dog. Yeah, dog ate it. And then you're still wound up with a thousand piece, a 999 piece puzzle. You've gone to Hobby Lobby and you've bought the glue to be able to paste it and save it. And who wants to save an unfinished puzzle? Look what we did. We didn't finish this. It's a killer. The body is incomplete. Listen to me now. The body is incomplete without you. As significant or insignificant as you think you are, doesn't matter. The body is incomplete without you. You are not here for a reason. This may be your first time to this church. It is, not, it is not a coincidence. God is trying to place you. God is trying to perform His Word in you. You've come today for whatever reason. And now God is moving. You have a place. And then it says again in Romans chapter 12, the same Scripture. We all are parts of it. And it takes every one of us to make it complete. For we each have different work to do. What about that? Work is not coming on Sunday morning and sitting in a pew. It may feel like work, but it isn't. You may feel like you worked because you clapped and you got into the music, but that's not work. That's participating. Y'all are participating. It's a participatory sport. Our worship is participatory. (laughs) Got to be careful. You have work today. God has a word for you today. Did you know that? You know what it is? What's God's word for you? Anyone? Please work. Oh, it might help if I did this. Oh. Say, I have work to do. And who's that from? Who? All right. 
You didn't sound very enthusiastic about it, but that's okay. Any of you, uh, did, have you ever gotten up as a child or even as a, an adult and you get downstairs and someone's left you a list of stuff to do? I hate that. Elizabeth left a list for our kids to do last night, and I literally dreaded going to look at it because I was afraid there'd be something on there for me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to lose it if there's a thing for me to do on this. What I need to do is I need to go sit down and do nothing. She doesn't realize that, but that's what it needed to be written on there. Please just sit down and you just be awesome and just put your feet up. And, but it didn't say that. She had already kind of given, my, given me my, my things to do, and, and it was good. My kids had some things to do, but I dread to see a list of things that I need to do that I didn't make out. Thank you for clarifying that. My to-do list is awesome. Now, many of you wouldn't like it. It's usually got a lot of stuff to do, but when I make it out, I'm good to go take care of that. But God has a word for you today that you have work to do. You know what that means? You've got a part. You know what else it means? You've got a purpose. You've got a reason to get up. God has a purpose for you. God has a plan for you. And it is to, it is to bless you. It is to increase you. It's a plan of purpose and a future to prosper you. That plan that God has written out for you for today is to prosper you. Somebody get excited. Let me tell you, if I could have a list of things to do that I knew if I did them that I would prosper, let me tell you, I think I'd probably do it. Um, I don't understand folding laundry and me prospering from that. So I don't get that one. But God, give me these that will prosper me. Well, fold your laundry and you'll have underwear to put on the next day. Okay. First Corinthians chapter 12. Y'all got your Bibles? This is a little bit lengthy. If you got your Bibles, let's go there. You have a place. Any of you felt like you didn't have a place? Not at church. You do. 1 Corinthians 12. Are you all there? All right, let's go. I'm going to go kind of quick. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up the whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. Verse 16. And if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not the eye, would that make the whole body? Would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where He wants it. Big verse, 19. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. It would be weird. Verse 20. 
Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Verse 22. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Did you hear that? You may feel like you have an in insignificant part. I want you to know that the Word of God says that you, the insignificant part that you think is insignificant isn't. It's significant. You, what does that say? You are significant. Twenty-three, and the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe and with, with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this, this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. Verse 25, this makes for harmony amongst the members so that all members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Um, I want to I refer to this last scripture. All of you together is Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. New King James says, now you are the body of Christ and members individually. The human body is such an exquisite organism Scientists cannot duplicate it or even fully understand it. It's a synthesis of many parts all working together as a comprehensive whole. If you will take just a minute to try to think about how your body works, it will blow your mind. Each member of the body relates to and depend upon, depends upon the other parts of the body. And each member, each contributes to the welfare of the entire body. It is the same with the believers of Christ in the body of Christ. We should function in Christ's body as the parts of the human body function. But when you amputate a limb, the amputation of a limb handicaps the entire body. There is no Christian brother or sister that we do not need. This word body in the Greek is soma, is related to the word, and for some of you this is going to be significant, sozo, meaning to heal, preserve, to be made whole. This clearly shows how our lives are intrinsically woven together within the body of Christ and how well-being depends, well depends upon the well-being of others. My well-being depends upon the well-being of the whole. My well-being within my family depends upon the well-being of the whole. When one family member is off, the whole family is off. When one of the body of Christ is off, the whole body is off. God is saying you may not feel it, but it is happening because you are not complete without every member in its place. I, I want to just stop for just a second. This isn't in my notes. This is a little bit of a rabbit trail. But this is not church attendance. 
Listen, we've got lives to live. Some Sundays, something else is going on that you need to go take care of. That's okay. It does hurt when you're not here. It is felt when you're not here. But what we're talking about is getting plugged into the body, not church attendance. There is a big difference. Church attendance is important. It says do not forsake the gathering of the body. Don't miss that. But what we're talking about here is being plugged into the body of Christ because you have work to do for God, for the furthering of the kingdom. I don't know about you, but I need a purpose to show up. I don't like to show up to things and have no purpose. You give me a purpose, I will show up. It's why it's so important even in youth or in adults. Give someone something to do. Hey, you bring the forks. Okay. If you don't come, we're not going to have forks and we're not going to be able to eat. I'm counting on you. Okay, I'll bring the forks. Now, they have a purpose. They're going to show up. You know what they are doing? If they will do it, they have just connected. I have a purpose. My purpose is forks. I don't know what it'll be after that, but God, you says it'll be, you say it'll be something. So I'm looking, what's my next purpose? I need a purpose. Not everybody is necessarily like that, but I need a purpose. Don't go there. <laughs> we are so, it's so wild how we are woven together. And it's so wild how dependent I am of you. And it's so wild how dependent you are of me. It's the way we were made to, to succeed, is depending on each other. Can we let Christ, can we allow Christ to knit us together in his church? Do you know a three-stranded cord's not easily broken? Are you willing to allow the Lord to weave you into his body? Now it says here that we are members individually. I want to encourage you, not everyone has all the gifts. No one person completes the body. I am not the body of Christ. I am a member of the body of Christ. I cannot make the body of Christ. I am a part of the body of Christ. So those of you that want to break from church, when you break from church, you break from the body. So it's two good things here. I have a part, but it can't function all by me. Man, are, are, are you all with me? No one completes the body individually, takes us all. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14 says, Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. Just like the body of Christ is incomplete without you, you cannot complete it by yourself. We, everybody say we. We, we are the body of Christ. Colossians chapter 2, verse 19. It says that if they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body, they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body. 
but we are joined together in his body by his strong sinews and we grow only as we get our nourishment and strength from God. Hang in there with me. We're almost done. When we disconnect from the body of Christ, when we disconnect from the body of Christ, what is the body of Christ? We are the body of Christ, the church, the bride. When we disconnect from the body of Christ, you are not connected to the head. Enjoy that. They're not connected to Christ, the head of the body. But when we are connected to the body, you know who the head of the body is? Not you. That's good to know. I'm not the head. Christ is. But if you're disconnected, you are disconnected from the head. I want you to think about the role of the head. What's the head do? makes decisions. It tells the body what to do. You know if something hurts in your hand, something hurts in your leg, something hurts on your body, do you know how you know it? Because your head. If you didn't have a brain, you wouldn't know you were hurting. Why do we need to know we're hurting? Brain says, you got a problem, Houston, we have a problem, the pinky has a problem. What is it? Oh, I see it. I need to take care of that. Brain takes care of that pain. Think about not having the head. Who's leading you? You? (laughs) Yeah, that's going to work. We've tried that. I have. Think about your head. Wisdom, thoughts, reason, vision. Your eyes do one part. Your brain figures it out. Your brain makes it understandable what your eyes are seeing. We've got to be connected so that we are led by Christ. The head can talk to the the head can also talk the rest of the body into doing things that the rest of the body may not want to do. Um, I've been talking a lot about this and I'm going to continue to talk about it. Uh, Sarah Bett and I have, have been running. And I want you to know, the entire time that I run, I have to tell my head to tell my body to keep running. Because my body the whole time is telling my head, I want to stop. Sarah Bett and I yesterday ran, and I just told her, I said, okay, your body is going to start trying to talk you out of this. But your mind can overcome your body. Your mind can overcome your body. And get ready because it's going to happen. Sure enough, we're puffing and puffing. And she's like, oh, I want to stop. Like, I understand, but don't say that out loud anymore because you'll make me want to stop. <laughs> you, you tell that thought, no, I'm going to finish. It is, a, it is a miraculous thing to see that your body can do so much more than it thinks it can. Same thing with the body of Christ. When we plug in and get into God, do you know what? The the, the, the ability is infinite. Disconnected, nothing. We can't get our act together at all. We can't get our act together at all without the head. Try to see someone function without their head. 
Have you ever seen a chicken? They can go for just a little bit. That's you. That's you. So, to segue us from the chicken with a head cut off. I feel like, ooh, it's loud. I feel like I should have a disclaimer. Paul and I didn't really see each other yesterday at all. So, typically we have like a Saturday morning prayer time and we go over this, but we didn't because we were very busy yesterday. But needless to say, as he was talking, I just want to encourage everybody who's here in church today. Because you know what? When you're in church, you're a part of a body. You're a part of the body of Christ. And I want to tell everybody that Paul and I, as a couple, as a family, every time before the Lord was going to do something really big in our lives, it seemed like the enemy would attack us and want to separate us from the body of Christ. And um, this happened repetitively in our walk with the Lord. And I want to tell you that um, there were times in our life, like for example, um, we had faced a very traumatizing time with the church. We were very brokenhearted and empty. And we really wanted to leave. And I'm just telling you this. This isn't when we were in ministry. This was when Pastor Paul was in the sound booth. You remember, we started in the sound booth. But You know, we've not talked about that in a long time. I bet there's some people that don't know that story. Yeah, we actually have new people here who might not know. Yeah. <laughs> he started in the sound booth. But um, You too. Anyways, needless to say, I just want to share with you that the enemy was really trying to cut us off from the body of Christ. And tries to remove you and separate you. And I can remember seeking out counsel. Because, you know, it's one thing if you feel released from a place and things are good. And you've prayed about it and the Lord is letting you move on. But it's another thing when you're hurt and broken and bitter and you want to leave because of that. And so... We found ourselves really seeking out wisdom. And I remember we went to his parents, who we thought if anybody would say, leave, it would be them because they were actually at another church at that point. And probably, I mean, we were their kids. Wouldn't they really want us to be in their church? And I remember they came over and just prayed with us and counseled us. And they said, as bad as we want you to come, you need to stay. Because they could sense how broken we were and how hurt we were. And it was time for us to forgive and to, um, you know, mend those broken relationships. And you know what? When we did that, I can tell you that's when God started really moving in our lives. When we submitted ourselves to him and stayed with a, and, and it sounds bad, like with a body, you know, like that's so hard to do because we love people. We love this church. But we had just suffered some hard things. But we stayed and we pressed through. We walked in love. We forgave. All those things that are kind of hard to do, we did it. And you know what? God moved in our lives and he started opening doors for us. And I'm telling you, we were faced with another time exactly like that 
well, different circumstances, but time where you get tired and you want to quit and you grow weary and you think it's easier to walk away. And I want to encourage you, don't just walk away. You've got to know if you're leaving a place that God has called you out of it. And, and so I'm just saying, being a part of a body has been a blessing to us. And because we were willing to love and, and, and stay, God opened the door for us. I'm moving so, away from you because we're feeding back, not because I don't want to be close to you. I felt like maybe you were ready for me oh, to be no, finished. No, no, there. Okay. <laughs> but it's important. It's important. You know, we're all individuals. People are different, and they're not going to approach things just like we would do. And we're different, and that's what... That's, that's why we're called to be together and serve as one. So I say, let's embrace our differences and our little quirky things and love each other. And I really think we're doing that, don't you? Amen. I think we're doing it here. I think we've got a great thing going on. Yeah, God's Amen. doing great things. Amen. Amen. That goes for marriage, goes for family, it goes for friendship. You're going to have those moments where you want to break. Don't break. Don't break. God has a plan. Um, you, you'll see with many of the kings and many of the uh, disciples that when things got bad, before they broke, they sought the Lord. What do you say here? And God will speak. And I can't imagine if we'd have done the stupid thing where we would have wound up. I, I, it's a little bit scary to think, had I got out from under what God wanted for me and for my family, where I would have wound up. That's a scary thought. And I don't want to go there. Doesn't mean we're not going to have challenges and have to seek the Lord and need help. But I want you to know with my testimony, my life changed when I got plugged in. Something as insignificant as I thought as the sound booth. God didn't see that insignificant. He said, oh, okay, finally, I can use him. Watch what I can do. Watch what, watch what God can do if you will submit to his authority and plug in. You've got work to do. You've got work to do. When we connect, God places us. We just read, God puts us where we're supposed to be. On purpose. You are here on purpose. You are here for a purpose. And it says that he connects the joints and the sinews. Another word for sinew is tendon. A tendon is a, a tough band of fibrous connective tissue that usually connects muscle to bone and is capable of withstanding tension. I'm going to give you a little bit more uh, science and then we're going to close. Tendons are similar to ligaments and fascia. New word for me. Fascia? Fascia. Not fashion. Fascia. Thank you, nurse. N nurse Weaver. All three are made of collagen. Ligaments join one bone to another. Fascia connects, fascia, fascia, whatever, you know, connects muscle to other muscles. Tendons are muscles. Tendons and muscles work together to move bones. Now, back to Colossians. It says that we are connected by His strong sinews. 
His. We are connected by Him. We are connected by Him. Why do we need to be connected by Him? Because if I'm just connected to you, Wayne, we're going to break. If it's just you and me, we're not strong enough to withstand it as much as I like Wayne. And let me tell you something about Wayne Dillon. You cannot make him mad. He will not make you mad. He is an S. You are just going to get along forever. The kind of friend you want to have is a Wayne Dillon kind of friend. He will stand with you come hell or high water. And let me tell you, he has. But even with as good, as good a personality as you've got, as good a guy as you are, you and I will break if it's based on you and me. And you know what? In the years that we've had, we've had times that it wanted to break. Not because of you and me, but just because of situations. We had things that wanted to pull us apart. But we were connected by God for a purpose. For a purpose. God connects us. When He's got us connected, we're not going to break. And you know, when we get connected by God, you know what's able to happen within the body? The blood can flow. We get the blood flowing from part to part. And Scripture tells us that life is in the blood. Life is in the blood. It connects us to each other. Sending nourishment and strength from God. When we are disconnected, the blood is disrupted. We'll look a little bit more at that next week. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 25 says, In Christ's body we are all connected to each other. When you lie to each other, you end up lying to yourself. What's that saying? We're supposed to be one. So if I hurt you, you know who I'm hurting? I'm hurting us. I'm ultimately hurting me. Am I going too fast? I have a reason to be good to you. It benefits me. <laughs> that may sound selfish. It's not. The Lord says when you lie to someone else, you're lying to yourself. You're only hurting yourself. We're connected into one body. Hurting each other is hurting ourselves, And just the opposite, building up each other is building up ourselves. It's a mind-blowing thing how the kingdom of God works. It is the opposite of the world. Real quick, paradoxes that maybe you're used to from the world. I don't know if you know what the word paradox means, but they don't really go together. Look here at some that we know. Same difference. Peace force. Yeah, that was pretty ugly. <laughs> These are everyday words. Phrases. That makes no sense. Jumbo shrimp. What about in the kingdom of God? How does the kingdom of God work? Oh, sorry. That one speaks for itself. <laughs> Kingdom of God. Paradoxes. Y'all all know these. To be first. Come on. To be first. You must be last. To be rich. You must be poor. Give. And you'll receive. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. 
and you'll be exalted. To live, you must die. You may say, Pastor, are you saying that if I plug into the church, the body of Christ, if I serve, if I apply myself, if I give my time and my efforts and my money, that if I build relationships, if I care and help for others, that my life is going to be blessed? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. It may not seem like it makes any sense. And you may say, I have got no time to plug into the church. You may say, I can't afford to plug into the church. Let me tell you something. You can't afford not to. We need the body of Christ for one big, huge reason and then a thousand other reasons is because we need to be connected to the head. If you are disconnected from the body of Christ, you are disconnected from the head. It is within the body that the blood flows. It is within the body that we are strengthened and nourished by God. If you are a separated member... A member of the body that is disconnected. You know what a disconnected part of your body will do? It will dry up, it will wither, and it will die. The only way a doctor can keep that limb alive is if he gets it reconnected. It will die disconnected. But if you are connected, you are joined together by God. His blood will flow through you and you will grow and you will receive nourishment and strength from God. I want to just ask you, if you'll just bow your heads with me and just, will you make a commitment? Lord, I may not be connected, but I am committing to connect. Lord, your word says that I have a place, that I have a part. Lord, I just seek you right now to ask you, what is that part? Father, I just ask you to put people around me, put people around this body to be able to encourage and help to get into place. As you're asking the Lord that, I want you to know that when someone placed me in the sound booth, I had never done sound before in my life. It made no sense. And the pastor said, I want you to come and take over the sound department. And I literally said to him, you're out of your mind. I said, I believe the Lord has told me to have you come over, come and take, care, take over our sound department. I want you to know you have a place. And when you connect, nourishment and strength from God is going to come. It is what you were made to do, is to serve in the body of Christ. Would you make that commitment today? Would you make that commitment to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today if you've never done that? That is the beginning to connecting to the body. Give your heart to Jesus today. I just want to ask you if that's you to walk this aisle in just a minute and let us pray with you a prayer of salvation. Jesus Christ died on the cross for you, for the sins that you have committed and will commit. He has paid the price for you. All you have to do is receive it. Would you do that today? Stop spinning around in circles, going in no direction, and allow the Lord to move in your life. Everybody stand up. I just want to open up the altar to prayer. Those of you that are praying with me, y'all come on down. Come up and give God a chance.
Give God a chance to move in your life. We want to pray and agree with you. We want to agree with you for breakthrough in finances, in your marriage and relationships, in your life, in your job, in your families. You may have strongholds holding you. We want to help break those. What are you going through? We want to pray with you. As we sing, we just open this altar up to anyone and everyone. Come, come to the Lord.